Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 232 of the podcast. And on this episode of the podcast, I am talking about Giants rookie head coach, Brian Dayball. The New York Giants are 6-2 and two on the season. It's a big deal. Last year, the team went 4-13, and 13, and in 2020, they went 6-10. and 10, And the man who deserves a lot of credit is their new head coach, Brian Dayball. For a long period of time, the Giants had one head coach only, Tom Coughlin, from 2004 to 2015, and during that time period, they won two Super Bowls, famously upsetting the Patriots twice with unbelievable catches by David Tyree in 2008 and Mario Manningham in 2012. In the years since, the coaching hires for the team has been a disaster. You had Ben McAdoo go 13-15, and 15, lasting only 28 games. He was destroyed for benching Eli Manning in favor of Geno Smith. Then you had Pat Shermer go 9-20 and free as coach. And maybe worst of them all was Joe Judge, who got into an argument with his offensive line coach and did not get along with wide receiver Golden Tate. Judge finished his tenure with the team with a 10-20 and free record. The last four seasons, the New York Giants had a record of 24-41 and and were one of the the worst teams in all of the NFL. Going into this season, there were two key players Dayball needed to be good if he wanted to be successful, and they were running back Saquon Barkley, the first-round running back who has been really good in the past but has had trouble staying on the field, and so far this season, he's playing great, rushing for 4.8 yards per carry with five touchdowns and 779 rushing yards in eight games. And then you have the biggest question question mark quarterback Daniel Jones who has played well this season still he only has six passing touchdowns on the season where he's made a bigger impact is with his legs rushing for 5.7 yards per carry and 363 rushing yards total he's averaging a career high 45 rushing yards per game and has already had the most rushing touchdowns he's ever had with free and his 64 rushing attempts are already more than he had last season. Dayball clearly knows he doesn't have an elite passing quarterback and is playing up to his quarterback's strengths at the position. There are still long-term questions with Jones at the position, but if you're winning, you might just have to keep him. Dayball deserves a lot of credit with what he's done with not only Daniel Jones, but also for his work with Josh Allen. While he was offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills, He was instrumental in turning Allen into the elite player we are seeing today. A lot of people heading into this season were ready to give up on Daniel Jones and they were prepared for the Giants to trade Saquon Barkley and for Dayball to not only get good results with these players but to win with them says a lot about his early tenure with the New York Giants. I know people look at Daniel Jones as somebody you can't win with but did we ever really feel Eli Manning was a winner? No, he just went out there and won a Super Bowl. 
Nobody predicted it. I know we love to live in this world where the quarterbacks to win the Super Bowls are the ones who throw for 40 touchdowns, but there have been lesser than quarterbacks who have won the big one. You had Joe Flacco, you had Eli Manning. In the past, these type of quarterbacks have had success. You also had Jimmy Garoppolo. It doesn't always need to be the MVP caliber quarterbacks who win the Super Bowls. In football, offense is everything. So I do think that by the end of the season, Daniel Jones has to throw for at least 25 touchdowns for the Giants to be taken seriously. I mean, six touchdowns in eight games is a really low number. That needs to improve. He needs to start hitting the end zone. That's what's interesting about both New York teams. Right now, they are both overachieving with quarterbacks that not a lot of people believe in. The Jets have Zach Wilson, who had a really bad performance against the New England Patriots. But still, the Jets are 5-3 and three on the season, but Zach Wilson has not really been a huge part of their success. At least in the case of Daniel Jones, he's having a really good season rushing the football. The Giants did decline his fifth-year option. I mean, this is the year for him to become their franchise quarterback. And even if Dayball, let's say the Giants end up winning 11 games on the season and they lose in the first round, I wonder if Brian Dayball is ready to commit to Daniel Jones as his quarterback. We're also seeing it with Miami. Miami has been really good this season with a new head coach and with Tua Tungavailoa. But are the Dolphins ready to commit to Tua long term? That's the interesting thing about quarterbacks now in the NFL. You either have to commit Commit to them and say they're one of the best quarterbacks and pay them like that or move on from them. When I look at the history of the New York Giants, I view them as one of the more stable organizations in the NFL, especially when it comes to head coaches. In the late 80s and early 90s, they had Bill Parcells and for 11 years, they had Tom Coughlin. The head coach was the face of the organization. That's what's been sad about this team for a while. The last half decade they've been without a leader and directionless. I'm not saying Brian Dayball is going to win two Super Bowls like Bill Parcells or Tom Coughlin, but he's proven himself competent enough to even imagine the possibility. In the NFL, more than any other sport, it is important who the head coach of your organization is because they are the ones who decide the fate of the franchise. You have to have a really good football mind to be able to win football games. The Patriots have won for so long in part because they have Bill Belichick. Even without Tom Brady, Bill Belichick is able to beat really bad coach teams because he's a better coach than most. Now, coaching doesn't get you 10 wins automatically, but it does give you an automatic win over an inferior coach. I mean, look at what Belichick has done this season. He beat Dan Campbell with his third string quarterback, Bailey Zappi. That game was all about coaching. The recent success for the 49ers has been all about coaching. The Rams has been all about coaching. And now the Giants have a really good head coach. So you can put them in that category of a team who I at least think is going to be consistent from here on out. It's very good for the NFL when the Giants are relevant. They are one of the marquee teams in the league and they've been embarrassing for too long for a while 
still, they were the bad team with good players like Odell Beckham Jr. and Barkley. Now they're a team with a strong possibility of making the postseason for the first time since 2016. Some of the best players in NFL history have played for the New York Giants. You have guys like Lawrence Taylor. You have Michael Strahan. And what's really interesting about the Giants is their marquee player has never really been a quarterback. I mean, think about the quarterbacks that they've won Super Bowls with. Phil Simms, Jeff Hofstetter, Eli Manning. These were not all-time great franchise quarterbacks. Now, I think Eli Manning is a Hall of Fame quarterback, but I think at no point in his career was he the absolute best player on the New York Giants. I thought he was really clutch in the postseason. That one game he played against the Packers was an all-time great game during the 2012 postseason, but this team has never had their version of a Peyton Manning their version of a Tom Brady, their version of an Aaron Rodgers. Like, their best player has never been the quarterback position. And here we are again, they're 6-2 and two with a guy like Daniel Jones. That's what's really interesting about the New York Giants, is history seems to repeat itself when it comes to this team. When they win championships, it's usually because of their defense and an elite running game. I remember them winning Super Bowls with guys like Brandon Jacobs, and Ahmad Bradshaw. And on defense, they had elite defenders like Osiu Yura, Justin Tuck, and Jason Pierre-Paul. This team has a history of success and winning, and it's good to see them turning things around. I know everyone watches sports no matter what, but it is very good for these leagues when big market teams are doing well. It is good for the NFL that the Giants look like they could be a playoff team. It is very good for the NFL that the New York Jets are in playoff contention because the city of New York is now caring about football more than they have been over the last decade or so because their teams have been so bad and so unwatchable. Both of these teams could make the postseason. Now I think the Giants have a better chance because I believe in Daniel Jones right now more than I do Zach Wilson, but there is a strong possibility both New York teams could make the postseason. Do you know the last time that happened? It was all the way back in 2010. It has been a long, frustrating time for both of these fan bases. I think it would be a huge victory for both of them to finish with winning records. I believe at this very moment, Brian Dayball is far and away coach of the year in the NFL. I thought at some point he would turn around the team, not this quickly. Maybe I'm saying all of this way too soon and by the end of the season they'll be in shambles again, but I do feel like he has re-legitimized that football team. I believe in the direction of the franchise for the first time in a long time, and it's weird saying this about a team that's third place in its own division, but they are 6-2. and two. They're just not the Philadelphia Eagles who are under defeated or the Dallas Cowboys who have a far better quarterback than Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott. They're just not on that level of those teams, but the Giants look like a playoff team to me. Dayball is getting the absolute best out of his players. He is getting the absolute best out of Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, and none of the other Giants coaches over the past five years have been able to do that with either player. The only other head coach who I think of is a real candidate for coach of the year 
is Pete Carroll, and that's because of what he's doing with the Seahawks. I mean, they are winning football games with Geno Smith. I mean, Geno Smith, who struggled with the Jets, he struggled with the Giants, and now he's looking like he can lead a team to the postseason. I think that's all on Pete Carroll. But Pete Carroll has already won his Super Bowls. He's already a proven head coach. I give Brian Dayball the edge because he's a rookie NFL head coach and he's joining the New York Giants. I mean, there's real pressure there because that's a New York team. That's a fan base that really cares. That's a fan base that won Super Bowls with Eli Manning. They have high expectations for their football team. That's why a lot of these guys didn't last very long. That's why we all know about Joe Judge's failure. If Joe Judge had struggled in a team like Carolina, nobody would care. But we're still talking about him and that failure because it was with the New York Giants. One of the most hallowed and respected sports franchises ever. Sorry to Jets fans, but they're the most beloved football team in that city. Nowadays, we all think the one thing you can do to rebuild a team is to get a franchise quarterback. What Dayball is proving with the Giants is you can also do it by picking the right head coach. Having the right man in charge can lead to a quick turnaround. Now, of course, a talented roster is still the key. He wouldn't be doing any of this without a player like Saquon Barkley, but still, you have to give the man a lot of credit because it doesn't feel like this could have happened with a lot of other head coaches. I mean, a lot of coaches have failed with the New York Giants recently. None of those guys got the job done. The ones I listed, the one who is right now is Brian Dabo, and I don't think there are a lot of NFL head coaches who could go 6-2 and two with Daniel Jones. He is just not that good of a quarterback. He's average, and Dabo is winning football games with an average quarterback. That's what I think of when I think of really good head coaches. The ones who are able to win without the elite quarterback. That's what's so impressive about Kyle Shanahan is that he was able to go to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. We've all seen Jimmy Garoppolo play football. He's not an elite quarterback. He wins. He can win. He can help you get to the Super Bowl. He can help you get to the title game, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not super athletic. He can't throw for 40 touchdown passes, and Daniel Jones is the exact same way. But Dayball is maybe proving you can win meaningful football games with Daniel Jones as your quarterback. So if he can do that with Daniel Jones, think about what he could do with an elite quarterback. The vibe of the Giants at the beginning of the season is that they were going to be really bad and that they were going to trade Saquon Barkley by the NFL trade deadline. They were so good that they kept him and now there's the possibility that they're going to keep him long term. Think about that. That's a turnaround for Dayball and the Giants. And that's a great thing about the NFL is every year we come in with the teams we know are going to be really good. We all knew that the Chiefs and Bills were going to be the top tier teams in the NFL. But some of those teams we thought very highly of, the Raiders with new head coach Josh McDaniels, have been really bad. Well, the teams we thought were going to be really bad, like the 
the Giants have turned out to be pretty decent so far. After they fired Joe Judge, which was an embarrassing endeavor because of how bad he was with that organization, we all knew that the history of the franchise was going to come down to who they picked to be the next head coach of the New York Giants. And based on their recent history, we didn't have much faith that they would be able to pick the right guy because they picked the Pat Shermers of the world. They picked the Bob McAdoos. They continuously picked the wrong guy. This time, it looks like, it feels like they picked the right guy in Brian Dayball because they picked a guy who was able to develop a young quarterback and get the best out of him when we were ready to give up on him. He did that with Josh Allen. People forget this about Josh Allen. So many people wanted the Buffalo Bills to get rid of Josh Allen. And in comes Brian Dayball as offensive coordinator and helps him turn his career around. He doesn't get all the credit for that. I think the credit should also go to Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott. But Dayball deserves a massive amount of credit. And now it looks like he's doing the exact same thing with Daniel Jones. Now, do I expect Dayball to turn Daniel Jones into a Pro Bowl quarterback? No, but I think he's turning him into somebody who can win football games and help you win during crunch time. Now, he needs to become a better passer. Again, six touchdowns is not going to pass it through an eight-game span in today's NFL. If that kind of thing continues for the rest of the season, then I could see a nosedive for the Giants. I could see it going the other way. I think Daniel Jones needs to be a better passer because he is doing really good with the rushing numbers, but is that really going to win you another six games? I think this Giants team has a really good chance to make the postseason, but Daniel Jones has to have more passing touchdowns. He has a really good wide receiver in Kenny Galladay. I have faith that the Giants could be a postseason team, and they should be a postseason team. You start the year 6-2 and two at the very least, you should finish it with 10 wins on the season. And that would be a perfect start to Dayball's tenure as Giants head coach, getting them back to the postseason for the first time since 2016, because there would be absolutely no expectations. Nobody thinks the Giants should win a playoff game. Nobody views them as a Super Bowl contender. Just make it into the dance. That's not asking too much. There are teams in the NFC we all thought were going to be playoff teams. The Rams, the Buccaneers, and the Packers, they don't look very good. I think the Giants should get one of those spots that one of those teams should have gotten. Now, one of those three teams are going to turn things around. Either it's going to be Aaron Rodgers, either it's going to be Tom Brady, or it's going to be Matthew Stafford. But all three are not going to make the playoffs, and one of those spots should go to the 6-2 New York Giants. Things are going really good for Brian Dayball and the New York Giants, but my one plea to the Giants is, even if he goes through a rough patch, which is inevitable, they should give Dayball a decent chance to stay with this team for the long term. These teams love to use the head coach as a scapegoat when things are not going well. Give Brian Dayball at least four years. Enough of this quick fires. You did that with Joe Judge. That was fine. You did that with Pat Shermer. That was fine. Those guys were clearly not NFL head coaches. You did that with Bob McAdoo. Give a guy who deserves a chance, a legitimate chance to be the long-term head coach of the New York Giants. I want to see Dayball be the coach of this team at least for 
the next five to eight years because he looks competent enough to do the job. Now, things could change. He could make some drastically bad choices. If he wins two games in the next three years, then yes, you can absolutely move on from him. But right now, I like what I'm seeing, and I think Brian Dayball has a chance to be viewed as a top five head coach in the NFL. The Giants, for the longest time, had someone who we viewed as a clown as their head coach. Guy after guy after guy. Now you have a guy in Brian Dayball who feels like a legitimate head coach. Now that doesn't mean he should never be fired, but please don't let it happen by year three. Give this guy a chance because in the past, you really haven't. Remember all those years when commentators would call the NFC East the NFC Least? Now it's one of the better divisions in football with the possibility of three teams making the postseason. The undefeated Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts, the Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott, and out of nowhere, the New York Giants, led by Brian Dayball. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please rate, review, and subscribe.